everybody. Welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Scott. I think Hi. we're getting I think we're getting cleaved this week. Last week I forgot he was in Panama. Um so I was surprised that he wasn't here, but he did in fact tell me he wasn't gonna be here. Uh speak Boy, of the devil. Have Cleve. Here he there is. He is. Uh Cleve, I was just telling them I completely forgot you were out of the country last week. Yeah. And so like I, I like I had you in the show description and I like introduced you and I was like, Yeah, I'm sure he'll be here any minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was listening to it, listening back to it. I was like, Did he forget that I wasn't here? I I I, 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 um, I saw a little did. bit of the games. Yeah. Well, I figured I figured because you, you got home like late or back to the states late on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I was able to see on the on the flight. Um, the, uh, the fins, I saw the fins game and then I saw something else, but yeah, I, I got in about, I got home. Well, I went to my mom's and then I drove down uh, Monday morning. So I was completely, I had to leave like two o'clock to the airport and I didn't know that the airport was like two and a half hours from the resort. <laughs> oh, is it, is it, are, are you, are you going to say where you went? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Panama. Okay. I went to oh yeah yeah I went to Panama. It wasn't Jerusalem or shit some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no. You um, fuckers laugh. Yeah. Well, um so yeah, so just real quick since this political football people might think that we're going to talk about that. Let me just say we are not going to talk about that. Um <laughs> not until it directly involves the United States as none of us are Jewish, I'm pretty sure. Cleve, obviously me, obviously yeah. Scott assuming. Uh none of us are are Palestinian. None of us are Muslim. Um uh, so it's horrific all the way around. It's awful. It's a horrible humanitarian crisis yeah. all, all the way around. So, so many yeah. people are trying to fire off takes and score political points that will not be happening on this show about this topic. Next time Kevin McCarthy wants to get fired while we're doing the show. That's great. Oh, um, <laughs> but, but this, this horrible tragedy, we will not be, uh, uh, talking about unless it somehow pulls in directly the, the government of the United States. Yep. We can um, say, however, that we are. Yeah, we do. Attention um, yeah. And we can yeah, pay attention. And, yes, yeah, of both, course. Yeah. Both sides are. This is like since the Bible days. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that you see uh, innocent, innocent people caught in the middle of stuff like this is it is horrible. So, mm -hmm. um, yes. Um, so there is no good, there is no good uh, segue here. We are going to get into it because we only got Scott for for a little bit tonight. Uh, going back to last Thursday when Clee was on a beach somewhere, but we got to watch the Bears beat the Commanders forty to twenty. Uh, Justin Fields in this game, fifteen of twenty nine, two hundred eighty two yards, four touchdowns, no picks, eleven carries for fifty seven yards. But Clee, here's the kicker. Remember how we said that the Bears were struggling because they weren't using DJ Moore? Yeah. Eight catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Kind of what's there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's like having, yeah, it's like having, you're starving, and then you open the cabinet, and there's a ton of food in it. You're like, oh, okay, we, we didn't look at <laughs> the cabinets. Idiots. Yeah, I mean, we have been saying for weeks, Scott, about how the coaching for the Bears has been horrible. They haven't been using everybody correctly. Uh, I would say in this game, we finally saw the Bears coach a good game, and they beat up on a probably slightly better but still bad opponent yeah i like the idea of letting justin fields run a little bit 11 carries is probably you know in a big picture too much but 
it's okay for now because we've seen enough of him at Ohio State where he didn't really run a lot, but he wasn't pressured much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see him in the NFL where he's when he gets into his into a rhythm and he gets there running the ball and kind of like um it's almost it's it's strange. It's almost like it's run first and then he'll put the dagger in with with just a ridiculous throw kind of stuff. Yeah. But when you don't give him the run option, I think it's just it sort of limits what he is as a player. And I I love it. I just said it. I'm gonna I'm a hypocrite. I just said 11 carries is too much, but it's not enough <laughs> right now. Give him as many as it takes to get him in rhythm and tempo and let him stay there. Well, and- the Bears the Bears killed the commanders in this game. If this game had been close, who knows? Maybe he would have had, you know, 16 or 17. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the uh, the commanders are, are also bad. You know, they got killed by Buffalo took Philly to overtime. They got killed by Chicago. I think the taking Philly to overtime was the outlier. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting watching them. Um, Sam Howell might be a dude. Like there are moments. I know he has issues. Like his Rush. pocket presence is not <clears throat> hashtag bad. Uh, he's going to take a lot of sacks that, that he is going to create himself. He he's is super athletic. He's difficult to get to the ground. But there are moments in games where it's like, wow, that's a big boy throw. Well, you know, that's in the face of pressure. That is a great throw. Um, obviously, he's a young player, and it's way too soon to be yeah. talking about how he's a dude. But he he has big boy moments. Uh, yeah, he, he, has, he, he definitely has flashes. My thing with him, and this is most quarterbacks, they, when a new OC comes in, he's still learning the enemies like game planning and stuff like that it's it's new to him so you kind of got to give the guy a little bit of something yeah. because he's it's a new system for him and who knows how complex or how simple they got to make it for him but um yeah. you know i'm giving him a pass for right now but the the team as a whole i agree with dave it's just like it's whatever but um and i agree with you saying that he, he like he has flashes that he he can be great yeah, it makes yeah. you wonder, like, what's up? What's up with that defensive line? They were supposed to be a like a dominant oh, team. Man. Yep, it's weird. I'm telling you, defense, defense, year to year is so not sticky in the NFL. Yeah. Like the Jets might just be bad at defense next year. Like, I mean, it just offense. Yeah. You could like the Chiefs are going to be good. The Bills are going to be good. Like you can kind of tell year to year defense. It just you can be the best, and then like the twelfth best the next year. But if you're average on defense, you're going to have like three games where you give up forty points. Yeah. Yeah. Um. London game, Jaguars 25 at the Bills 20. I watched the end because these are two teams that matter. Um, but the London game is always is always sloppy. The Bills were lethargic and sloppy. The Jags definitely had an advantage from having stayed over there the entire week. Roger Goodell said that the after the game, the Bills were a guinea pig to see if they could be competitive against the team that was based in London. Or to see if it be too much of a home field advantage sending a team over there. So one, trying to draw a conclusion off a sample size of one is very Roger Goodell. But also, of course, it's a giant. <laughs> of course, it's a giant home field advantage. Yeah, uh, I mean, that out know, loud. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, then yeah. send both teams out there a week a week ahead. Just do that, like, because that's a massive advantage. Obviously. Well, no, he's talking. He's talking. I think they're looking at having a team be in London permanently, and if it's too much of a home field for that team to be there. But we already know that it will. Like, yeah, come on. there's no point to do that. Like, <laughs> that that's a bro. That's stupid. 
Right. Like, um, yeah, Paul with a good point. He said, imagine being the Bills owner and having the commission say that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that it is obviously a huge disadvantage. I'm not against that, though, if they wanted to do that. If they wanted to have a team in London, I'm not against it. Um, they would. I think they would have to be in an Eastern division against teams based in the Northeast. Like you'd have to be like the you have to be like Patriots, Philly, Giants going over there and move the Cowboys to the south, right? Because you'd have to have the teams in the Northeast making that trip every year. Can we put the Cowboys on the moon. Just goodbye. Well, we could put them in the center of the earth like the 49ers did. Um <laughs> but I, I think you are you are quick and witty, fella. <laughs> I should have I should have a podcast. You um, should. I might subscribe. That is, that is the I don't, I don't, I mean, we, we see teams still talk about the, the three hour time zone, just crossing over from LA to New York and how problematic that could possibly be. You know, imagine when you have it planned, but when it's like a storm or something and the, the game got moved and all yeah. that, I mean, mm, they're really yeah. trying to expand this thing, huh? Yeah. Shit. Paul with a good point. The disadvantage would be the same coming here. It's a great point. Oh, yeah. Which is true, but I think because it'd be the same players getting used to making that trip back and forth, that I think it would be less of a disadvantage for this. It's going to be Jacksonville for the Jacksonville for the London Jaguars coming over here over and over and over again. Can you imagine for that like, flight? Like that's six, they would seven, have to get the Concord again. They got to get the Concord again. <laughs> like the two-hour flight, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You imagine playing like a Sunday night game and then having to, you know, get here, what, Tuesday? And yeah. And play a game on, you know, again on Sunday? That's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think it's doable. But no. I also think that if, a, if one team in London took off, you could quickly see four teams in the United Kingdom, two in Germany, two in France, and all of a sudden we've got, you know, eight of them over there, and they only come over here twice for two weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say you could you could have it do have them do like four games sections where yeah, you know, they come to the United States for a four game block. They're yeah. home for a four game. How about just do NFL Europe again? Just do NFL Europe again. The fuck? Like, it'd be great. There's enough money to do it, and it'd be great yeah, to have definitely Trump to have, XFL. Uh, it's to think about the guys who who come out of college and need some time. It'd yeah, be perfect. Farm, yeah. farm league, yeah, yeah, and they would um, sell the shit out of those stadiums. Oh my yeah. god, they really given, would. Given given what Goodell said, though, it seems pretty clear they are in fact looking to put a team in London. Um, are you saying they're looking to make more money? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. Yeah. Valid. Um, <laughs> ben makes a good point. Let's. Oh, uh, Ben makes a good point. Let me pull them. Pull this up here. Um, ben says it's only like 40 years ago these guys used to take a bus. That is. <laughs> that, that is, is that is very true. Oh, Travis Etienne of this game: twenty-six carries, one hundred thirty-six yards, two touchdowns, four catches for forty-eight yards. He has never been strong in the past game, but he has been looking a little bit better at that this year. I think he's been on the jugs machine in the offseason. Uh, he did put out a tweet though that he had to play against himself in fantasy this week. So hilarious. So he lost. He lost his uh, thing there. Paul with the list of. Uh, Cities here: London, Birmingham, Paris, Frankfurt, Berlin, Turin, Madrid. Um, I think if they did two in England, they would just do two in London. 
right? I mean, there's like 97 soccer teams in London. They could certainly put two, two yeah. NFL teams there. If they went to the continent, Paris makes sense to have one. I think West Germany makes sense. So Frankfurt <clears throat> makes more sense. Berlin is another hour on the flight. So, you know, by time zone, Paris and Berlin are the same, but by distance, that is not, not the same at all. Commitment, bro. Some massive commitment. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but you could see them. I mean, yeah, you could see them maybe even Just... trying to get the eight teams over there. I don't know, man. It's I'm, an interesting I'm, thought about where they would where they would lay these teams out. You yeah. know, um, or, or they could just go know. full United Kingdom: two in London, one in Manchester, one in Scotland. Have four of them over there or something. You could have an Irish team. Yep. <laughs> you could have uh, one in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, you can. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I watched two seasons of Peaky Blinders and quit. I should finish it. Oh. Um, is it Did good? you you quit? Yeah, after two seasons. Um, you might be the only bad. person on the planet who could say that. It just it just fell off. I never picked it back up again. Um, all right, next game here. This one's going to be very quick. Saints thirty four, the Patriots zero. The Patriots have been outscored seventy two to three in the last two weeks. Some must now seriously consider capitulating for Caleb. Mac Jones threw his fourth pick six at Gillette Stadium. That is equal to the total amount Tom Brady threw in his entire career. At Gillette Stadium. Uh, wow. Bill Belichick has suffered his two worst defeats as a head coach in back-to-back weeks. And the Patriots are, in fact, total ass. Didn't they bench him again this game? Well, there was 31 I... to nothing. So they were saying that... Uh, they didn't want to uh, get hurt. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Not that he stunk it up, but... Yeah. Uh, I didn't even write down thing about the Saints. It really doesn't matter. The Patriots are horrible, and I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Same here. Yes. Um, Welcome. Welcome. Titan 16 at the Colts 23. Anthony Richardson got hurt in this game, home is four to six weeks with a sprained AC joint in his throat. Is, is it four to six for sure? Yeah, it's a grade three AC sprain, uh, AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder cleave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three to four I, weeks if he's uh, if he's lucky. I'm sorry, four to six weeks if he's if he's lucky. And what if he yeah. decides to have surgery? How long will he be out for? That's it. Shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you mean if he's lucky, you mean if I'm lucky, I got twenty three percent of the because time best ball. What's four to six is what? Is that week nine? Uh four We're going into week, week nine. Love it. So it gets a back right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, like I'm saying, if he has a surgery and they shut him down, I mean he ain't gonna make it back for Thanksgiving. I mean he ain't gonna make it back for he maybe the playoffs. Yeah. But no, again, I don't his think style surgery though, not for a yeah. sprain. Yeah. Um that's more the that whole thing is it's Cleveland. You could talk about it's more about where the collarbone, how how uh, how jacked up that joint is. Mm-hmm. I had a grade three in the in the car accident I was in, and I had surgery twice. Yeah, and it's, it's if you can't avoid it, you can't avoid it. It's it's not a pain tolerance thing. It's a structural just, thing. Yeah, just over the so over the it's a joint it's a joint sprain, but over. The muscle, the musculature over that is like fourteen different muscles in your shoulder, and if this is dysfunction in one part of it, you're fucked. And he's a high grade athlete, so they got to get him throwing around. a football with that shoulder. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. whipping it around there. Jonathan Taylor signed a three year, forty two million dollar extension the day before the game, which I assumed would mean that Zach Moss would be banished to the shadow realm. Zach Moss, twenty three carries, one hundred sixty five yards, and two touchdowns. Well, um, he's going down fighting. 
Yes. <laughs> um, and further evidence, like Zach Moss was a bust in Buffalo, picked up by the Colts, been killing it this year. Like, just running backs don't matter. You can find them anywhere. Uh, but anyways, congrats on JT. And he actually won. Like, he got his money as a running back. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And but he's he settled on the term, yeah. right? Like, yeah, they're cool giving him three or three three years worth of premium money because I don't know is he twenty six? No, he's twenty four. Okay, at the end of his career, he's still a very at the end of his his tenure with the Colts, he's still yes. a very young man. Yes, he's just an old player at at the position. But He'll yeah, be, good for him. Who's uh Tony Pollard is twenty seven right now, twenty six going on twenty seven. McCaffrey is 27 going on 28. So that's like where he'll be when this contract is up. Yeah. Um, and they'll be able to move on and yeah. split equitably yeah. and things are good. Yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry Everyone's 29. Happy. Everyone's happy. Derrick Henry's 29. Let's see, Delvin Cook is 29. Who's who oh man, who's 27? No, whatever. Um Ravens 10 at the Steelers 17. As the resident Ravens fan here, I have a bit of a rant. So uh <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Lamar Lamar in this game, Cleve. 22 of 38 for 236 yards, no touchdowns, a one pick, only six carries for 45 yards. Cleve, be honest, would you characterize that as a bad game for Lamar Jackson? Well, no touchdowns, yeah. And a pick, right? And a pick, yeah. Okay, get a load of this shit, Cleve. Yeah. Mark Andrews dropped a touchdown. Okay. The very next play, Rashad Bateman dropped a touchdown. Mm. Nelson Aguilar dropped a 50-yard touchdown that hit him in the hands that would have sealed the game. You couldn't Zay, catch a fucking baby. Zay Flowers, <laughs> unlike Aguilar. Yeah. <laughs> Zay Flowers was wide open behind the safety, 50 yards downfield to set up a game-clinching field goal. Just tripped over his own feet and fell, and fell down. In total, the Ravens had eight drops on the day. Wow. That's a, and, yeah, that's and a lot. And like. Multiple critical moments, touchdown. yeah. Critical moments, yeah. It's like a, well, it's not a drop somebody, for a catch the fucking football. Well, somebody yeah. helped this guy out. So he's 22 of 38 for 236. Easily, easily, easily could have been 20 of 37 for 329. Uh, and I say that for a reason. That's somebody else coming up, right? Who we're gonna say, Oh, he had a great day. Like just catch a touchdown. The Rashad Bateman drop cleave literally in the back of the end zone, 10 yards away in the hands and he just dropped it yeah like a bit him or something like it, it, like, we were, we like it was too hot like, hits your, yeah if it hits your fucking hands it's catch a catchable ball like lamar <laughs> took it out of the oven and threw it to him without telling him and he yeah oh, potato man yeah and so of course this allows the steelers to hang around they eventually win the game on some bullshit i george pickens had a good game he beat marlon humphrey for a long touchdown the steelers are Fucking garbage. I'm so annoyed that they won this game. I'm annoyed they're in first place. If the playoffs started today, they'd be the three seed in the AFC. Hey, it's the um the <laughs> I hate to say wouldn't you love the- to be the seventh seed in the AFC and have to face <laughs> that team and know that you're just gonna crush them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say, Scott. I was like, it, you teed it up a lot better than I was gonna yeah. do that. But yeah, face them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unreal. Yeah, so the, the Ravens are one of two teams that are just deeply unserious. You know, Lamar is serious, and I think some of the defensive players, Roquan Smith is a deadly serious man, but I don't think that the team is serious. Like, they just don't 
Well, they barely get shit. So Harbaugh's whatever, whatever the 49ers have, the Ravens don't have. And I'm, it's not talent, right? But whatever mm. it is that like makes the 49ers or the Dolphins just like Go. what it is, the Ravens don't have it. They're unserious. There's no way to think to say it. And there's another unserious team we're going to talk about as well. Um, Panthers 24, the Lions 42. Whew. Yeah. Lions put up go Lions. Lions put up 42 points. No Amon Ra, no Jameer Gibbs. They put up 42 without really trying. Yeah, yeah. they really they really did not have to try very hard at all. So since they I didn't see the game, did they did they did they pull off the gas a little bit? Like it could have been worse, or they just said, fuck it, we're just gonna get 42 and that's it. So it was it was 42 to 24, but this game was really like a 42 to 10. This felt a lot more like the 49ers Cowboys game. Yeah, it's Ooh. just the Panthers happen to put together a couple drives towards the end. Yeah. Oh wow. So Jared the Lions did whatever they wanted to do, both offensively and defensively. They had no yes. issues. It was simple. It was a scrimmage. Yes. It makes yes. me. It makes me. It made me very uncomfortable watching it. Yes. It just, wow. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Too it easy. Did. I wish I could say that. I wish they, I could say that. They just. They just rolled them over. It. They were. They were unmatched. So. I don't want to talk about the Lions too much. We're going to be talking about them a lot, I think, this year because they're good. I just wanted to note they did this without two of their key offensive players. On the Panthers' side, though, uh, Danny Carter of Roto World called the drafting of Bryce Young first overall over Anthony Richardson, quote, a franchise-killing mistake. I think that's a bit harsh, but I think it might be directionally accurate. It is yeah, I, it is not taken long to see that Anthony Richardson should have been the first overall pick, CJ Stroud the second, and then Bryce Young should have been the third quarterback off the board. Yes. Yep. 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 I agree with that. He was a little harsh, but I you kind of brought it in a little softer. That should have been the order. Yeah. Cause it might not be franchise killing, because it's too early to say that Bryce Young is a bust, which is really what that would mean. It would mean that he's like Zach Wilson, right? And it's yeah. way too early to say Zach's that. Zach's a bust. Zach's a bust. But but, like, going into the draft, I, I'm on tape everywhere. Richardson should have been the first overall pick. Scott, you're on tape everywhere. Richardson should have been the first overall pick. Richardson should have been the first overall pick. And it's only taken five weeks to see that that's the case. Um, Jacob. <laughs> yes, Jacob. Welcome to my hell, bro. I got to hear these two guys all year long with their fucking 4-1. So, and one. So Jake says, Jake says the Lions are officially a great team. The Patriots are officially a bad team. Hell is frozen over. Think about the juxtaposition of both between both teams, Cleve. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all here. I'm here for the, I mean, the Patriots deserve it. You know, it's about time. And they ruled that division for 21 years. Yes. So it is time for them to be it's about bad. time. Texans 19 at the Falcons 21. Cleve, in this game, the Falcons actually passed the ball. 38 passes to 38 rushes. And you'll never guess what happened. Kyle Pitts got um, spotted. Yeah, they were good. Desmond Ritter, 28 of 37, 329 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and a touchdown on the ground. Kyle Pitts, seven catches, 87 yards. Drake London, six catches for 78 yards. And B. John Robinson with one of the most insane one-handed touchdowns you'll ever see. I might have to look that up. It was a shovel pass cleave, and Ritter put it behind him. So mm. with his offhand, he, like, turns his hand this way, cups the ball, and as he's doing that, he looks at the defense. So, he like, he takes his eye off the ball, p- puts it, like, on his butt cheek while yeah. he's juking the linebacker before yeah. he collects it with one hand and reaches across the goal line for the touchdown. Wow. 
That's ins- yeah. that's just sounds insane. That sounds yeah. insane. It was a nice play. It was it was it was pretty sick. Um, so and the Falcons had to pass in this game because they couldn't run that effectively at all. And then the last drive they had to pass because they CJ Stroud led a, what should have been a game winning drive with like a minute left, and then Ritter came back and got the win. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like the Falcons passed the ball and their offense just worked a lot better in general. Scott, do you think they'll the Arthur Smith will learn anything from this? No. All right. No. I think it's one <laughs> of those things they want to play from ahead. They want to run the ball. Um, I don't think we should look at the Ritter kind of one game sample size and think really anything of it. Other than it confirming what we already know, which is if you give Drake London and Kyle Pitts opportunities with some level of accuracy. They're going to produce for you. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure that that's, <clears throat> I would not expect it going forward. Yeah. Um, Giant 16 at the Dolphins 31. Cleve, we got to talk about Girthy 2 and his softballs. Um, oh, God, so, that's dirty. So first, Tua did throw really two bad interceptions in this game. Like if this had happened two years ago, you'd been all over these airways. Oh, yeah, I was, I was on a plane. Whatever. I was on a plane like, what the f- yeah. They were um, they were going off but, though. But his it didn't TD matter. Throw to, but his TD throw to Tyreek to open the second half was so pretty. Uh Megan just happened to be like watching red zone for a little bit while this happened. And like even her jaw hit the floor. She was like, what an accurate pass. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like mm-hmm. clearly one of those beautiful, most accurate passes that that you're going to see. Um for Danny Dimes' part, he hurt his neck and when I first wrote this down, I realized how I wrote it. I wrote, and hopefully we'll miss some time, which makes it sound like I want him to be hurt, which is not true. But, like, wow. for his sake, I hope he gets to miss some time because he was sacked 10 times last week and six times this week before he went out. He needs to call David Carr. Or Derek, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, David Carr. David Carr, David yeah. Carr, he's, yeah. He needs to get sacked on his way, on his way to his car. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the offensive line there is just not really helping much. And they nope. missed, and they brought three starters this week. Wow. Yeah. You think Dable's um, in trouble? No. No? No. Um, I think that they I haven't scored an no offensive touchdown. They haven't scored an off t- in, in weeks. Yes. Weeks. Uh, but 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 hear me out here. Hear me out here. The roster is garbage. It was also garbage last year. And what Dable was able to do with that turning chicken shit into chicken salad last year is why he's not in trouble now. It's like the, the it's the Pittsburgh this year thing. They got to play Minnesota in the playoffs. That right. was a fraudulent team. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Somebody had to win the fraud bowl last year. Yes. The Giants. <laughs> yeah. The fraud bowl. Um, <laughs> so I don't think Dable's – now, if they do not make some serious improvements in the offseason going into next season, then a year from now, if they're still looking like this, we can talk. But right now, Dable is not in any – I mean, he's the defending coach of the year. He's all right. Yeah. Hey, Shadi oh. got fired in a 12-4 and four record, bro, by the Chargers. Uh, 14, 14 and 2. Don't, don't oh, short change Jake like two. that. I keep fucking that up. Sorry, Jake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Devon Achan, 11 carries, 151 yards, and one touchdown continues to be amazing. Not sure if this is a profile miss by Scott and I, or if he's just a perfect fit for this offense. However, he did hurt his knee and is expected to miss multiple weeks now. Wow. He is a perfect fit for the offense. Yeah. It's a track meet over there. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah, so he's obviously a perfect fit for the offense. I still hold to my analysis of his profile, Scott, that at his size, he has to be a true outlier to be productive multiple years in the NFL. But with this team and with this coach, he's going to do it. Yeah, I mean, they run the wide zone stuff. They want to, uh, they want, they want speed laterally and then they want to go, right? And I mean, you can see him. He is so fast that it's just impossible. Once he gets past the first level of defense, he's gone. Yes. It's just, you can't, you can't expose him to too much physicality because he is small, you know? Yeah. So Um, I don't, I don't want to call him a gadget player, but I think, you know, 10 to 12 touches a game for him is enough for him to be super productive. Right. Especially if he's going to be hitting those long, those long uh, home runs like that. Yep. Well, the Dolphins don't need him next week because they host the Panthers. <laughs> so oh, man. They'll be, yeah, they can they, they can go B squad with that. Yeah, they'll be yeah. they'll be all right. Uh okay. Bengals 34 at the Cardinals 20. Clay, do you remember a couple weeks ago after the game Jamar Chase in the postgame said, I'm open, I'm always fucking open? Yeah. 15 catches right. 15 catches, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Within 30 minutes of the of the final whistle, he tweeted out a picture of 7 Eleven. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> we tattooed on my left cheek. I'm always open. Um, yeah. So, needless to say, uh, Jamar Chase is uh, hashtag good at uh, at football. And to show you how like weird fantasy football is and half point PPR scoring, Jamar Chase is now only five points behind Justin Jefferson on the season. Wow. Even though it feels like Jefferson's been killing it this yeah, entire like chasm, time. Yeah, like a chasm like, between them. That's Burroughs that had one leg or whatever, and just like that, Chase <laughs> is even. And we'll get to Jefferson coming up here. Uh, Burrow, 36 of 46, 317, three touchdowns, one pick. But the most important thing is that he has scramble, a confident scramble for nine yards in this game, which to me tells him the calf is at least be feeling somewhat better. Yes. Yeah. He looked a lot better. Yeah. Um. This was an absolute season saver for the Bengals, who are now only one game back of the of the choke artist Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah, the Ravens don't let them in. Not that I'm pissed about the Ravens. Um, seriously, Cliff, I you have to look up this Rashad Bateman drop. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was. You know what? I I believe you because I can hear it. I can hear the I, inflection in your voice. It's like I really feel about it. I, I actually think – I'm trying to think of every child I know over the age of six. I think they all catch it. Is it – okay, but, let me – is it worse than the – um? what was that Cowboys player, Jackie, Uh, when the guy's like, Jackie he has Slater. to be the sickest, the sickest man in the world. Like That's uh, Jackie like that? Smith. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah. Um, Dona – and, yeah, don't bring up that play. Don't bring up that play around Don. He will have PTSD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. See, this one's this one I think is an easier catch because he literally had to do nothing, just go like this. Just stop, right? Just stop the ball, Boom. tap the ball. Trap He's the not ball. going to the ground, none of that stuff. Track it wasn't lasered in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the ball might have stuck in his face mask. It was so yeah. perfectly thrown. Just wow. yeah. I, I, as you're doing it, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, next game here. Eagles 23 at the Rams 14. Um Cooper Cup came back for this game and immediately picked up where he left off. Uh, five catches on the first drive for 56 yards. Overall, uh, he finished the eight catches for 118 yards. Cooper Cup with a 35% target share. Puka Nuku with 32%. Uh, 
I thought it was Zach Moss being banished to the Shadow Realm, but really it was Van Jefferson. He, yeah. He, he might as well so get a job. So at, that he's out. Van Jefferson might as well get a job at Aldi next to Tad Gurley right now. I mean, he is done. Wow. <laughs> um, the Eagles. Now, one thing I did like in this game is that with two seconds to go in the first half and no timeouts, the Eagles did call a brotherly shove on the goal line because they know it can't be stopped. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did you find it, Cleef? Yeah. You see what I mean? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's an yeah. ugly drop. Yeah. So now, so now, so now when the, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, did Dave not see the vengeance? Please tell me he didn't like tear his ACL or die or something. I'm out here no, making he fun of him. No, he got traded. Oh. The Falcon? To the Falcons. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. Oh, that okay. Paul's joke, banished to the Falcons, makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I was like, I didn't get that at first. I didn't, uh, oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. I actually did not see that today. Okay. The team yeah. that doesn't want to throw is loading up on receivers. Yeah, well. It's crazy. <laughs> maybe, he's a, maybe he's a willing run blocker. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, that actually is better for him because not catching passes from Desmond Ritter does beat working at Aldi with Todd Gurley. Um, so, yeah, Cleve, when I say that Lamar Jackson had no touchdown passes this week. They, they showed like a montage of it. Yeah. Is it <laughs> absurd? Watched, yeah. I just, it's a two-minute montage. Two minutes. Right. Right. I mean – Lamar eas- pretty easily could have finished like a top three quarterback on the day. <laughs> and instead, they he lost the to the Steelers. Number one graded uh, PFF quarterback for the week was he? Yeah, I think he was, or <laughs> in that range. And it caused some serious uh, dissonance w- for people. Well, like, well, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he's making these big times. Th- you know, this fifty-yard throw, you know, in the bucket, perfect. That's a highly graded throw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Cleve. Jets 31, the Broncos 21. That's the other game I watched as I was coming into. Uh, oh, to imagine e- that. EWR. The Jets fan managed to watch the Jets. Yeah, it, it was because I flew into e- EWR. I flew into Newark. So that game was going to definitely be on. And a lot of play. I mean, a lot of fans were on the plane. But um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still not sold on, on Zach. Well, I would it's assume just, not. He played like shit. Yeah, like it, it's Broncos. yeah. It, it. What do you think? Taking the Jets out of it, what do you think is like the relationship between Peyton and 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 Russ? Like, what do you think? Like, you think like they just get in the car after getting out of the locker room and just go to separate ways, or they sit and talk somewhere, or go have, have a drink? What do you think? Well, is going on? Sean Payton is a old school, no nonsense, no sense of humor, a hole coach. Russell Wilson is the most cringe person in the NFL. So, no, I don't think they hang out together and get drinks or anything. <laughs> I think they probably don't get along. I would I would think that's probably yeah. true. You see the Marshawn yeah. Lynch stuff about Russell Wilson? Oh, and the Richard Sherman stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're not if you're not getting along with Marshawn Lynch and he's the he's your running back, you're not getting along with anybody. When the guy said, I got your back, if if you're not finding anyone, I'll be a safety valve. The guy's offering himself up to say, Hey man, I, I'll play, I'll play for you, you know? And then you call the guy from a block number. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> so I'll call him Dave from a block number. See a block <laughs> number, David's me. It's just weird. Like, 
I can't have he's your phone number. Company. He's the your ultimate teammates? company guy. He's the ultimate company guy. Which is cringy. Like, yes. <laughs> like anybody who like companies say we're a family at this company. Like anybody who like buys into that, like that much is cringy. Right. Unless, unless like it's like literally a family run business with 10 employees, like maybe, but you know what I mean? Like the Denver yeah. Broncos are not that. <laughs> so I, I agree, Jacob. I mean, I think we all do is that we kind of see that Drew Brees kind of help things along over there. He might not be the genius that he is, but again, yeah. Russ is not his guy. So I'm giving him that. A coach should really have the guy that they want, and he, he inherited Russ. He took the job knowing Russ was there. Yeah, you know, he didn't take the job. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta take the lumps, bro. It's, it's it's part of it. It's part for the course. Brees Hall in this game, twenty-two carries, one hundred and seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. He's back, Scott. He hit twenty-one point five miles per hour in this game, which matches his high from last season. I want to know what Cleve thought about the long run. It was great. I was, you know, I love jailbreak runs, and I was like, whew. I'm like, what? Yeah. Where was this? <laughs> Where was this a couple weeks ago? Well, they were yeah. giving the ball to Dalvin Cook, so yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, it was a uh, he. He was so dynamic last year, and he looks. You just mentioned it four weeks ago, three weeks ago. He didn't have that long speed to run away from everybody. He did Sunday. He he is incredible. Yeah, he's a great running back. Yeah, he's 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 really really good. Um, however, the Jets have even more problems after this game. Mackay Becton got hurt. I didn't yeah. see how serious that was, but Elijah Vera Tucker is up yeah. for the season with an Achilles injury, yeah. and the offensive line was already kind of a weak point for the mm-hmm. for the team. So that's rough again for them. Mm-hmm. Rough sledding, man. It's fucked up season. Chiefs twenty, Chiefs twenty seven at the Vikings twenty. Taylor Swift did not come to this game. Next game, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as far as I was joking with Megan before this, I was like, she's not going to Minneapolis, right? She went to Kansas City because she has to. That's where he lives, and then she went to New York because obviously yeah. Yeah. she wouldn't go to Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justin Jefferson suffered a hamstring injury and is on the IR. He will miss at least four weeks. He's getting his tape ready for the other teams. <laughs> well, Scott, you mentioned on this show a couple weeks ago that for cap reasons, the Jets could not trade for Kirk Cousins. Is there any way that this could be made to work if both teams wanted to do it? Yes. Financially? Yes. Would it crush the Jets, though, next year to have Cousins and Rodgers money on the books, even if both players aren't? It depends on how they structured. Uh, I mean, any team. So Cousins is going to be a free agent, and it just depends on how you would structure that contract. Are they going to give him, say, one year and a whole bunch of money with some voidable years to follow to make it palatable in year one? Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. You guys are forgetting Aaron Rodgers is still there on, on yeah, one more that's year. The thing, is be, it's a one Kirk year. would only be for this year. year. He'd yeah. only be well, yeah, to, yeah, to run mop up, but then let's say he goes to AFC Championship game. All right, we we haven't seen Robert um, Rogers do that for us yet. What happens then? Because he's still. Then you trade him. What do you trade him from? You know, what do you do? Because he's not going to be a backup to Aaron Rodgers, which no, would make is, sense. This is this is super easy. Cousins comes in for this year, does whatever he does this year. Then you trade him to Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> then you trade him to the Falcons for like 
two seconds and two fourths in, Kinda I don't pissed. know, some offensive linemen because they probably have a couple extra. And then, and that's what you do. And then the Falcons get Kirk Cousins with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And I can finally get paid off of my Kyle Pitts shares. And, uh, um, you know, and then you bring in Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's on, it would be very difficult. It's almost, uh, it would, it's really difficult to see something like that happening, but you know, if they, if they really want cousins in New York, I don't think he would want to go there. He does have a trade. He does have a no trade clause. So he would have to approve all this stuff. Um, I don't know. Good question. He would be a perfect fit there though. Yes. And they got their buy in week seven. So not this week, but the next week. Yeah, it's still done now. Bring them in. Zach Wilson plays this week against whoever they play. Um, and then you have two weeks to get Cousins ready for week eight, and you give the ball to Brees Hall 90 times the first game, then you then you go for it. Yeah, so the thing there is I don't know what cousin cousins makes this year, and I don't know how the Jets would get around what he makes this year without extending him into the future. Yeah. With void years and stuff. I don't know. So they'd have to restructure his contract and push money into the future. But I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. They should probably at least think about it. Um, Travis Kelsey picked up a a non-contact high ankle sprain uh, in this game. We got the Eagles next week. Well, this week. (laughs) Oh, the Jets play the Eagles? Yeah. So it's an L anyways. So run Wilson out there. Don't even play Brees Hall. Just give Galvin Cook 24 dusty carries, lose 41 to nothing with Kirk Cousins studying the playbook, go on your bye, and then come back with a completely fresh Brees Hall, completely fresh. How perfect is it for Cousins to be in a quarterback room with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Tell me. Like, oh. it's perfect. Two two guys who could not be polar opposite. I mean, they'll, they're going to hate each other and agree on some very, very bold issues. I was going to say, because <laughs> Kirk Cousins is basically Mike Pence and Aaron Rodgers is an anti-vaxxer, so there's some overlap. <laughs> that would yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. there's awesome. some overlap there. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, really nothing else to say about this game besides my question, Scott, is do the Chiefs play down to their competition or do they just lack the explosive playability that allowed them to crush teams in the past? Or is it both? No be enemy. There's no be enemy. That's yeah, and you know, the Kelsey injury might have been uh, a limiting thing for them. Uh, and um, you know, it's not like the Vikings are very good defensively, but I you know, I haven't really thought about the Chiefs playing down to teams. Um it's a good, it's an interesting thought, you know, I mean, they should have beat Minnesota by more than they beat Minnesota by, but like, yeah, you know, they have, they, they are doing that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of which, if you've noticed the title of the show and Scott, I'll let you go after this, I titled the show quote, do the jets ever fall in? Um, so we're watching the saints Patriots. Megan walks out sees the score and she goes, wow, New England's losing by a lot. I said, yeah, New England's really falling off. And she goes, do the Jets ever fall in? <laughs> Thanks, Megs. You're awesome. So, the answer is no. <laughs> um, All right, I'm out. Yep. All right, Scott. Good to have see a you good guys. One. We'll, we'll see you next right, week. Bro. See ya. All right. Um, 
All right, Cowboys 10 at the 49ers 42 in the Sunday Nighter Cleve. Um, are you surprised that this game was just such a massive blowout? Um, no, because I do I do um take all this, the uh the Dak stuff out. Um that defense we're ranting and raving about a few weeks ago. Everyone's touting them as the 85 Bears or whatever, and they're touting Parsons as this as this LT larger than life thing, and I'm like they're they're beatable they're super beatable and i don't know i love how purdy plays he just plays within whatever system whatever they need him to do he just does it but it's amazing how he doesn't miss open guys but to your point a few weeks ago maybe even last year some of the like the he hasn't gotten some of the other things down yet like the you know games on the line possibly and he he can process quickly but for right now he's doing exactly what he needs to do with the talent around him and that team is going, bro. That's the best yes. team of football. That's the oh, best without team. question. Yep. Without if- question. Um, <laughs> Brock Purdy, 17 of 24, 252 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Well, McCaffrey, Super efficient. Uh, Cleve, George Kittle had three catches in this game. How many touchdowns did he have? Three catches? Did he go Did he go three for three? He sure did. Three catches, Jeez. 63 yards, and three touchdowns. Jacob said he he didn't get tackled all game. No clean jersey. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So the Cowboys are the other team along with the Ravens, I think, are just deeply unserious. Um, And I think it's uh, unserious differently than the Ravens because the Ravens have a provably good head coach. And, like, all the players around Lamar are just, like, yakety-saxing it all over the place. Mm. Whereas the Cowboys, I think, are – a more talented team, but their head coach is bad. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, <clears throat> I'll ask you since Scott, Scott's not here. So is it a combination of both meaning McCarthy and Dak? Um, Cause you know, he's calling the plays, not being on the same place uh, pace to execute, or you think it's more that Dak can hamstrung this team, hamstring this team at any moment. Because like he he shows like he you don't know who's gonna show up for him like you don't yeah. you don't know which guy which Dak you're gonna get yeah well getting the best out of your players week to week is usually a coaching thing mm-hmm. but you know so Dak in this game goes fourteen to twenty four one fifty three one touchdown three picks and Ooh. I think Dak yeah and I think Dak Prescott is a perfectly average quarterback but my note for this is what if he ever had a competent head coach. Right. Like, what if it wasn't yeah. Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy? What if he had Kyle? Like, if you flipped Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott yeah. in this game, I yeah. think the 49ers still win 42 to 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with you with that. I think you're, you're spot on with that, that um, analogy. The, um, the thing about the thing about the Cowboys that always kind of tickles me, man, is like the, like a game like that, Jerry would be like, he's our guy. We're going to, and I'm like, all right, I know you're paying them, but there has to be stuff being said behind the curtain. Yeah, but publicly, that's what you have to say. Yeah, like there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no other way around it. Jake, Jake asked a very good question. He says, "Why do other NFL teams not do what the 49ers did and draft the top ten quarterback with the very last pick of the draft? Are they stupid?" <laughs> hey, the entire the entire league missed on this kid. <laughs> yes. Um. Although sort of like uh, Devon Achan, he is kind of perfect for the situation he finds himself in. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't know if this guy went to the Titans, the Titans would be crushing it. Yeah, you know right? what I mean? <laughs> um, so it is a good, it is a good happy marriage between both of these things. But, you know, the Cowboys are not legitimate Super Bowl contenders. They are not capable no. of going no. on a run where they can beat four good teams in a row or even like one fraudulent team than three other good teams in a row. They are, they, they just, they can't do it. Um, yeah, I agree. Like let's say they win the East or not win the East. Let's say they get wild card because the Eagles win the East, but they get the best wild card. So they're the four seed. Um, And so they host the five seed. So who would the second best wild card be in the NFC? Um, Coming out of the West, uh, Seattle. So they get to host Seattle. Easily a losable game. But then they win that game. So they go to the one seed. So now they go to San Francisco. And somehow they win that game. Now they're going to Philly. Now they're going to the Super Bowl to play whatever murderous team is coming out of that AFC gauntlet. Like, this is not a team built for this. They're unserious. Yeah. Like, they're literally just, you know what? Put the Falcons in in their spot instead. You know what I mean? (laughs) Put some team that can explode in any direction, but will probably get. I'd rather see the Commanders. Wow. They'll probably lose by 80, but they can at least win a couple of these in a row. The Cowboys are not capable of winning two of these games in a row. Damn. That's brutal. (laughs) That's brutal. Yeah. Um, Jake says the Cowboys are, are. all hat, no cattle. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Which is an amazing quote for somebody from, aren't you from like Orange County, Jake? How do you? <laughs> he, he, he uses Google machine and got that. <laughs> <laughs> go to, go to cowboy AI and find the, uh, find, find the phrases that you need. The 49ers though are an incredibly serious team and you and I, I took them to lose the Super Bowl to the Bengals. I know they both took the Bengals to win. Did you also take the 49ers to the Super Bowl? Did you take the Eagles? Um, it was a, it was a toss-up. I have to go back and look, but it was a toss-up. Yeah. But I know you were down to those two. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a Purdy guy. I'm I, I just think yeah. he he does enough where because he's you know he's so green in the league, like he he's gonna he's not gonna go into business for himself, as Matt would like to say. Like he's gonna do what he's yeah. told. Yeah. I um I have a guy at work who is Dak G. <laughs> Dak G. <laughs> got it. Okay, that's that's actually legitimately funny. Jake said got it from Dak GPT. Uh, that's I should have thought. That's really good, Jake. That's that's actually high quality. Uh, it's really good. Um, uh, you know, one of the guys at work, born in the fifties, and he and he comes to me and he goes, you know who he you know who Brock Purdy reminds me of? He reminds me of Ken Stabler. Wow, the snake. And I was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good, not personality-wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Great book. Great book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, think Purdy's that kid. Yeah. But, like, just in every other way, like the way he's playing or whatever, I actually think that's true because Purdy's not, like, the most overly talented, but he's – um. <laughs> But he's very, uh, but he's, but he's very good and a great fit for this team. Um, final game here, the Monday night game. Packers thirteen at the Raiders seventeen. Cleve, this game sucked. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I was too tired anyway. <laughs> like I was just like, but uh, I did see, I did see the interception at the end. Like the dude, like floated into like the, 
atmosphere to catch this ball. I was like, yeah. what? So, so Paul and I actually got into an know. argument in the in the uh, in the group chat about this. So I said this was an embarrassing play for the receiver who is six foot four with like a forty one inch vert, and he got mossed by a yep. defensive back who's five foot nine. Yep. Yeah, Paul made <laughs> he the argument. He turned into a 50-50 ball. 50-50 yeah. ball at that point. Yeah, Paul made the argument that the ball was so horribly underthrown that Watson never had a chance to adjust to it and jump, basically. And I went and looked at the still photo. At the time Robertson has possession of the ball, Watson is still on the ground. Yeah. Like, I could see him losing the leap. Like, yeah. losing the the jump because he's got to come back to the ball or he's thrown up by where the ball is or whatever, but mm-hmm. you got to at least jump. Like at some point you got to get into the air. Yeah. It's a, it's a jump. It, if, if someone's jumping with you for the ball, you need to be jumping with them. Yeah. Now the real thing about this though, is that Watson had dusted him and that's an easy touchdown for a quarterback who doesn't suck. But I think Jordan and Scott's not here to defend himself right here, but I think we're back to Jordan love probably sucks. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's a little harsh, man. <laughs> okay, keep in mind this game happened. It's a big moment. Ring. It's a big moment. I get it. it. That's why you're saying that. It's a big moment. It's a, it's, it's, the, it's a drive. It's a, let's put a touchdown on the book here. This game happened against the Raiders. 16 of 30, 182 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. Oh, well, since you put it like that. <laughs> Oh, and he missed the wide open receiver so bad to end the game. The ball was intercepted instead. That puts a whole new type of stink on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out when he's not playing the Bears or the Broncos, he's not very good. Not that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Paul's right. Watson had compl- three steps. I mean, he had destroyed Amik Robertson on on this play. This should have been the game-winning touchdown. And Jordan Love underthrew the pass. Uh, um uh, so bad that it was intercepted. I'm just saying that, like, by the time either either Watson got totally mossed on this play, or his awareness is so low, it took him too long to adjust to how bad the throw was. Well, that could also say that he wasn't the read. He wasn't like it was like, hey, I'm gonna look for you here. Maybe uh, he had to come back to him. I don't think he was the read because as soon as he beat him, he throws his hands up and starts shouting. Then you look to the sideline and the head coach of the Packers, Matt LaFleur, is like going like this, pointing down the field at Watson. Gotcha. So like like he probably was like the – he was probably just there to like clear out the zone, but they forgot to cover him. But that's what I'm saying. Like love – the throw was certainly horrible. That's the main thing about this is that Mm -hmm. the the throw was so bad on what should have been – I mean, honestly – I'm like, this, like Dak wins this game, right? Like so, he, so he if that was that Rogers, race. if that was Rogers on on the, you know, if that was Rogers in that spot, that's a touchdown. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, without question, yeah. I mean, he was he was wide open. Um, last thing, last thing on this game, we had another Josh McDaniels doesn't know what he's doing as a coach moment here. Um, Josh McDaniels for the third straight week made a late game coaching decision that absolutely should have lost the Raiders this game. It only didn't because Jordan Love made a throw that was worse than this decision. Is that that so clear? Yeah. So here's the situation. The Raiders are up four. The Packers have one timeout. It just hit the two-minute warning. So the two-minute warning has expired. Fourth and two from the Packers' 34-yard line. Do you 
go for it. And if you make it, the game is over. Kick a field goal to go up by seven or punt and try to try to get 30 or, you know, try to get some more field position. Well, I'm definitely taking the field goal out of the equation. I'm not doing the field goal. Okay, so definitely Um, doing the field goal. So now it's punt from the 34 or go for it and try to win. What do you do? I would probably go for it because I'm not gonna. What's the what's the uh, time on the clock? Uh, it's it's two, two minutes? minutes even. Two minutes on the dot. The, the Packers have one oh, timeout. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I'm going. Right, right. You're going. I'm for going it. for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. for it. So That's, yeah, right. Because if you go for it and you make it, you win the game, right? Yep. The odds of successfully converting a fourth and two league-wide is like 57%. Mm-hmm. But they have Josh Jacobs, so it should be a little bit higher for the Raiders. The league-wide average on a 52-yard field goal attempt is 68%. So your odds of success are only slightly better for the field goal, but the field goal doesn't end the game if you're successful. Correct. <laughs> this isn't like This isn't hard. Right. And if your entire job is to know these situations, how can you consistently get it wrong in these situations week after week after week? Especially coming from the Belichick coaching tree, um, tree, especially coming from that coaching tree. Like, are you serious, bro? Right. Belichick, Belichick has been accused of being too aggressive. Right. Like you would think you'd have the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. Final so, offense. Yeah, for like the third week in a row. And and it would have caused them to lose the game if Jordan Love had hit Watson on that. So, so they got bailed out. They got they got bailed out by Jordan Love making a uh making a horrible pass. Um okay. Hang on one second here. I'll producing the show while we do the show. I'm just pulling up the schedule for next week here as we do each week to just sort of look at what's what's coming up. Uh one second. All right. The Thursday night game, Cleve. Are you ready for this? We're going to get our bonchon. We're going to settle in for the Broncos at the Chiefs. <laughs> it's going to be a murder fest. <laughs> um, That's going to be a murder fest, bro. Oh. Yeah, I I kind of hope the Chiefs go for 50. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> that, would, that would probably hit, make Peyton resign. He's like, all right, I'm done. In the third quarter. <laughs> Just he just he just walks up to the booth and starts calling the game with Kirk Herb Street now, Michael. <laughs> coach, are coach, what are you doing man? here? Yeah. That no, I'm back. Great. I'm back in the booth. I'm I'm here. Paul with a good point that Kelsey should sit out this week. He probably should. Like they, like they shouldn't need um, him. It's like a it's bye a week. week. It's like a yeah. bye week. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the sore ankle. It's they shouldn't need him. He probably should sit out this week. There's another London game, Baltimore at Tennessee in London. How many? How many more of these we got? Is it all season? There's there's a few more because there's two in Germany coming up. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So there's so there's a couple more still to come. But yeah, we got another nine thirty game that early. I can't not watch football that early. And the same is. thing I said last week. Just put it in prime time in London and put it in the one o'clock <laughs> window here and just put it on red zone. Yeah, please. Someone listen to that. The fact that it's in London is it. The fact that it's in London isn't unique for those of us watching the game. It's unique for the Correct. people in London. Yes. 
just start it late. Audience is us, you know. Fuck. Right. Um, okay, Sunday one o'clock games. Uh Panthers at Dolphins, another murder. Uh wow. Saints at Texans. That game will be on red zone four times. <laughs> Commanders at Falcons. Low key, that could be a good game. Okay. That could be like 31-28. Some good scoring in that one. Uh mm-hmm. Colts at Jaguars. Gardner Minshew goes back home to Jacksonville. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, we got a good one here, Cleve. Seahawks at Bengals. Mm, that's Seahawks good. coming off the bye and Joe Burrow looking like he's back. Hopefully they get T. Higgins back. Uh, hopefully for my bags, we get T. Higgins back. Oh, Vikings at Bears. So we get the Vikings though, Justin Jefferson at the Bears. That's a thrilling matchup. Wow. 49ers at the Browns. Oof. That's a sneaky game for the 49ers. Browns are coming off the bye. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern, so the 49ers are coming across the country. Early game for them. The Browns are not horrible, especially on defense. They've had two weeks to prepare. I am not prepared to say um, that the Browns are going to win that game yet. Don. But I might by the end of the week. What up, Don? Uh, so, Don... Um, also born in the 50s, likes the Purdy Stabler comparison. So there we go. We got it. We got it up. Boomer confirmed. Um, now, actually, Cleve, you were born in the 30s. So you could. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the Lions first game. <laughs> <laughs> the Portsmouth Spartans. Um, oh, my God. The Josh McDaniels ball. Patriots at Raiders. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And the Patriots win. The Patriots win zero to negative three. (laughs) That might be like a tie. (laughs) Yeah. That might be a tie. Uh, Oh, I can. Okay. So there's four, four o'clock games. Patriots at Raiders. Cardinals at Rams. Mm. Eagles at Jets. Yeah. That's going to be a slaughter fest. So I can see why they flex this game in as well. Lions at Bucks. You guys which should also, murder them. Which the right. Lions should win, you know, seven to seven to thirteen points or so. But at least it puts another watchable team in the window. Baker's gonna throw like three picks. Yeah, that's that's hope. Um <laughs> oh my god, Cleve. Sunday night, we have to watch the Giants in prime time again. The Giants yeah. at Buffalo. Yeah, that's and that's a slaughter fest. That's like <laughs> see. It's not it's not the league's fault when they made the schedule. It's the the brand of football we're getting. Is that I mean if the teams were good, then it would be good matchups. I don't I don't understand why they flexed Lions Bucks to from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. and didn't flex mm. something watchable to Sunday night. Yeah. Like What's I'm going I'm looking at the one p I mean, honestly, put Seahawks Bengals on Sunday night. Yeah, so any one of those teams, any one of those teams, and, and that would have gave um the, the West Coast team a little bit more time. Right, right, exactly. So you put Seahawks Bengals there, you got Burrow getting healthy again. You give the Seahawks more time to adjust, you know, be on a better clock or whatever. Instead, we get Giants at Bills. Um yeah. Monday night. Oh. Yeah, Monday night should be a good one. It's uh Cowboys at Chargers. Oh. Which means Man. which means you get one of two things. Either the Cowboys lose again, which is hilarious, or we get Sad Jake, which is also hilarious. (laughs) 
Paul is saying they can't flex Sunday night football games yet. I don't think I'm sure there's some rule somebody made up somewhere that makes that true. It's their games. Like, yeah. and wouldn't NBC want the better game? I don't know. I'm sure there's, I'm sure I'm missing like who it's good for that. We still have the giants probably with Tyrod I mean, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the giants are definitely red zone material. <laughs> definitely red zone material. Bro. Yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, yeah, so there's going to be, I think there should be a few blowouts next week, but there should be a couple good and interesting interesting games at all. Cleve, do you want to give a quick trip report about Panama, things you did, what you saw, how'd you like it, impressions, thoughts, that sort of thing? Yeah, actually, um, I don't know why I thought, because I'm, I'm originally from South America, like born, right? And mm-hmm. I'm from a partially developed country for the most part. This Panama is very developed, like a lot of American dollars there. Their malls are like rival the malls here in the States. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful malls um most of the country is very very um taken care of and but their beaches are rough like the beach itself like the water was not pristine whatever but over overall i had a great time not something somewhere i would go again but um had had a definitely really good time my mom's birthday she turned 70 happy birthday oh, mom happy again. birthday um she every year she picks a, like a, a place and then we travel to it if we can make it so every year there's something so i think costa rica might be next year or something like that but it's, it's usually like somewhere in the caribbean that you can go for a few days and enjoy it. if you go to europe you got to kind of like be there like a, a week or two mm-hmm. to enjoy mm-hmm. europe so i've never been to europe and i wanted to go but then <clears throat> i'm not a big itinerary person i'm not going to leave an itinerary for an itinerary like, oh, we got to go see this castle, this cathedral, this. I'm like, bro, I just want to put go from the bar to the pool to the pool to to eat, and then you know stuff like that. So, so you like to go? You like to actually like rest on your vacations? Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, vacations are like basically doing minimal stuff. Yeah. And I got to be somewhere I can watch football because the the way my job works, like I don't get to take vacations until like this part of the year. So it's always football season or whatever. I need to find like the first sports bar I can get that can get American games and I'm good. I'm good to go. If I'm in London, I mean, if I'm in Europe someplace, I'm on the move. I'm not going to watch football for like two weeks. So, yeah. Well, well, I would recommend not going to Europe during football season, Um, going to spring during soccer season. Um, (laughs) There's going to be, there may be games over there now. There may be teams. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll go over there. We'll catch the uh, the London Jaguars at the uh, Berlin Panthers. Uh, so no, that's, that's cool. Um, Panama, Panama is pretty high on my list of places I want to go. Um, so hopefully I'll be yeah, definitely go go. pretty, pretty soon. It seems, it seems cool. Now I'm an itinerary person on vacation, but when you go to Europe, you kind of have to, because like, there's so much yeah. to see and do when it's so far away. You can't like, yeah, you can't, right, you can't go not there and not do the yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the trick with the itinerary vacations, Cleve, is that you schedule in off days Yeah, for that. So you would yeah. schedule in the Sunday to just find the bar with Red Zone and watch Red Zone all day long and not do anything <laughs> but drink and eat. Right. Yes. And then you pick up the itinerary the rest of the day. So you don't need to just do it every single day. Go, 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 go. You got to build in your rest days. Right. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, I, um, <clears throat> I, some of the college, the college football stuff is uh, interesting. I'm, Picking back up with the with the college game and, and seeing a lot of stuff. So um, you guys are really good. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, for listeners who don't know, when he says you guys, he means the University of Michigan. Yes. Um, and 
Uh, Paul actually sent me a really interesting uh, plot graph from Brian Fremo, who does the FBI uh, stuff, that showed that this year there's no, like, truly, truly elite teams, and there's also no truly, truly bad teams. Um, And so I don't want to, like, I do actually think Michigan is the best team in the country. But it's but I don't say that the same way that like the last two years I'd be like Georgia's the best team in the country, right? Like Georgia's defense two years ago, like they all play for the Eagles now. And oh. I don't think the entire <laughs> Michigan defense is gonna play for the Eagles. So I don't mean it in quite the same way. But Michigan is the best team in the country, and I expect them to play in the national title game against a really good team. And we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, you guys are good. You guys are fucking good. Bro. Uh, but this year, but this upcoming week, Cleves, let's just talk about the schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. 3 30 Saturday, Oregon, Washington. Mm. Two okay. great quarterbacks, two great college quarterbacks. Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix, looks like he could be a first round pick next year. Washington's got two wide receivers who could go in the first round, right? These are high scoring teams, big time rivals. These schools hate each other. It's going to be a great game. Three thirty Saturday. That's okay. That's right. that's the appointment viewing this weekend. And Colorado plays on Friday, so oh, okay. Colorado is easy to watch because they're on Friday. But yeah, three thirty Washington Oregon. That is the game this week. College football. Did you before we go? Did you see that it was? I think it was Fox and um someone else were fighting for the rights to the Colorado game against ASU. Really? <laughs> I mean, they're going to get that. They kind of eyeball. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it's marketing dollars or whatever is going on. So we'll see. Oh, that was me. Okay. Um, Paul says classic Big Ten matchup, Washington and Oregon, because they're joining the Big Ten next next year. We're gonna have a super conferences in in like two years. There's gonna be no Big Ten, no Pac twelve, no Big East, none of that bullshit. Well the well the big the Big Ten will just be one of the super conferences. Yeah. Uh, along along the SEC and the the Big Twelve. We have three twenty four team conferences. Everybody else will go fly kite. <laughs> go, um, go play for some bullshit trophy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Cleve. College football. We got to talk about this because uh, who would you say your favorite team in college football is? I'm a Hurricanes fan. A okay, Hurricanes you want to talk about the game this weekend? Christopher is a fucking idiot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just... <sighs> so, for anybody who didn't see this, the Miami Hurricanes were in a position against Georgia Tech where all they had to do was kneel out the clock and they win the game. Instead, Mario Cristobal ran a play Running back fumbles. Georgia Tech recovers. Two plays, seventy-three yards later, Georgia Tech is in the end zone. Game over. Georgia Tech wins. Yeah, just like honestly, and this is—I don't know if this is reserved just for the college game or maybe high school football. Like, don't don't overthink stuff. Keep it simple. Football is not a a. It's a complicated sport when you scheme up, but when decisions are need to be made to win the game, don't get complex. Don't be a smart dummy. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and but you believe this is the second time he's done that? Yeah, I, I don't think the, uh, I don't think the old guard is gonna love that. So, yeah, when he when he was at, when he was at Oregon, he did the same mm-hmm. thing in 2018, lost to Stanford. I'm, I just don't get these guys, man. Just don't don't yeah. complicate it. Be, be easy. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah. So next week we'll be back discussing all the uh, the uh, week six NFL action. Um, and who knows if we get something crazy in the college game we'll talk we'll talk about that too uh for scott i'm dave cleve we'll see you next week good night peace